What's up guys, it's Emily with We Love Connection. And today I want to tell you about one thing that my husband and I do in our relationship that keeps it really super fresh and interesting. So cue the theme song and we'll be right back. So here's the big question. How do couples move beyond having a relationship that's good enough into experiencing the joy and adventure they've always dreamed of? My husband and I are writing our own story with love and adventure at the heart of every new experience we create together. We invite you to join our tribe of inspired couples who are ready to use their relationships as a platform for growth and expansion. We'll give you the tools and inspiration to co-create adventures and write your own love story. It's time to make love the most important thing. I'm Raymond Uliberry, and this is my incredible wife, Emily. And in this podcast, we love connection. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. First, I want to tell you uh, where we are because I want to apologize in if the wind is coming through. Kind of annoying. I'm sorry. But it's we had to do it. We're sitting out on the lake right now. We just caught the sunset. Hopefully, we don't get lost in the dark. Um, It's really gorgeous out. So today, um, Raymond and I are going to be talking about one thing that we do in our relationship that keeps it really fresh and interesting. And we're also going to pick up where we left off last week, which is that we were telling you how We Love Connection came to be, who the heck we are, and what it is we want to do for you. So Raymond, do you want to tell everyone hi? Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We are so excited that you're listening to us today. So we left off um, telling you guys that, um, that that dream we had when we were young, Ray and I have been together for 16 years now, was to dance, love, and create. Like, were we hippies or what? Like, I don't know. It's still the dream, but we're also, um, we're doing it. And I want to I pick up with where we were. So we had found this um, unexpected opportunity to train and teach in ballroom dance, which we had been dancers, but it wasn't something we really considered. And if you recall last week, we were talking about the magic we learned in the art of connection, what what through the lens of ballroom dance would be called, called leading and following, is so powerful and incredible. It's this magical form of communication, and it it took our lives in a different direction. I it, I learned this magic that I didn't know existed. And that's what we now call connection. It's what we're really passionate about teaching to the couples we work with and um, hopefully to more couples around the world now that we're changing things up with We Love Connection. So we were at a stage in our life though. We were teaching ballroom dance for this wonderful company who trained us, took us in under their wing and really taught us a new world. We actually got into competition for a little while, realized um, it was incredible an ex- experience. I'm so glad we did it, but realized it was kind of wasn't our thing. It actually put um, some tension into the relationship. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, Just I mean, briefly? we've always been very, very passionate about uh, dance and uh, being artists individually and uh, as, as a duo. And when we stepped into the competitive world, it was... It was not fun because uh, we were like 
we were such tiny little fish in such a huge, big, massive ocean. And it was going to take a lot of work and a lot of attention uh, to, to get where we, where we thought we wanted to be as competitors. But we started to fight and we started to bicker a lot. And we had never experienced uh, negativity like that in our rehearsal process or our co-creational process uh, before. So that, that really scared us. And I remember one time we were at the gym and we were supposed to be dancing because that's what we were there for and there's these glass windows and everyone working out could see through and they're like oh my gosh there's the ballroom dancers and we were not dancing we were sitting on the floor scowling at each other and I think it was crying there was a lot of tears like blood sweat and tears is no joke um I'm glad we did the competitions I learned a lot and I also learned that um I didn't want to do it and not because it was hard work like trust me we are no strangers to hard work Mm -hmm. but I have to be in joyful work. Have to. Have to. And uh, there was a piece missing uh-huh. in, for me, for us, in competitive dance. Lots of incredible things happening, but a creative component missing. And that's actually what was missing from our, our careers in general, in, in our teaching world, in the studio we worked at. So we decided it was time to ignite the dream. We had actually named um, our dance company that we opened. Mm-hmm. It's called Melon Light. We actually named it back when, I can't recall exactly, I think we were 16 or 17. Uh-huh, and we were in sociology class. You remember the distinct <laughs> moment? Well, I just remember you sitting in front of me, and I used to sit behind you, and I used to help you, um, I remember, roll your dreadlocks, because she had <laughs> platinum blonde dreadlocks back then, and I used to help her roll her dreadlocks with uh, wax, and the sociology teacher would look over and be like, okay, guys, save the braiding for later. It's not beauty parlor. <laughs> and I remember just laughing internally because I was like, we are not braiding her hair, but whatever. Um, and I remember we would always discuss <laughs> uh, having a, a dance studio. And uh, back then it was not going to be uh, based on partnership dance, but uh, I'm very happy and blessed that it is. Um, and I, she just looks over her shoulder and she goes, I want to have a dance studio and I want to call it Melon Light Dance. And I molded over my head in a matter of seconds and I immediately said yes. And ever since then, that's been the name of our dance studio. Okay, this is this is really cool to me right now because I always remembered that it was vaguely when I was 16 or 17 that the name Melon Light occurred to me. Yeah. But I did not know literally till this conversation right now that you remembered the exact moment. That's really cool. Like, I don't... <laughs> I remember a lot of those moments from that class, but I don't remember that exact moment of telling you. The power of conversation. Power of joyful conversation. Cool. Okay. So we did. We decided um, it was time to actually open that studio. So we actually bought a house. Really kind of... <laughs> we decided it was time to buy a house because we wanted to start a studio at our home. Yes. So we bought a house like based on how incredible the basement was. And we found an awesome home and we refinished the basement. We opened our first business in our home. Oh, I love that studio. We've been through lots of studios since then. But what really happened for us with Mel Knight is that we filled in the missing piece. Remember, we wanted to dance, love, and create. We had a vision, a, a vague vision, but a vision of what we wanted our future to be, our dream together. Mm-hmm. And so we finally opened Mel and Light and, you know, as a small home studio, but we created a platform for us to be creative. Right. We immediately started producing performances, even just like flash mobs with our students. Yes. And then we started <laughs> producing stage shows. Our first show is called Zombie Ball. We have an obsession of, um, we love Halloween. We love 
We love the spooky genre. We do zombies every year. We have a show we've been running for five years that's based on ghosts. It's a ghost story. It's immersion theater. It's really cool. Like, so you can see we opened our business, uh, Melon Light, about nine years ago. And it's just given us this constant platform to create in a way that we really love. It's also forced us to grow because we had no idea how to run a business. I feel like I still don't a lot of days. <laughs> We're just constantly learning. So we've put ourselves in a position where we can learn and be creative. Um, so we did that with Melon Light. And what's really cool is that it's the co-creative piece of our relationship. Yes, like it's our work life, but that's not where it came from. It, it came from our relationship together and from passions that we share. Yeah. And so that's what we want to talk about today is co-creation and how is it happening in your relationship? Okay. And what does we love connection have to do with it? So I have to tell you the last piece of the story because we finally decided to get married. I mean, like we kind of always knew we would, um, but we also wanted to grow up. We wanted to step into bigger, bolder versions of ourselves and really feel like man and wife, man and woman, whatever, you know, our version of that was. And that's why we waited so long to get married. Um, I would have said yes at any day under the sun. I mean, since the beginning. Um, but we waited. And so finally, this handsome man gave me a beautiful proposal 18 months out from the day we knew we would get married. It had to be June 24th mm-hmm. because that was our very intentional anniversary from the beginning. Um, and so great. Of course, I said yes. Amazing. And then and then as we're approaching, uh, we realized that I am pregnant and our baby is due June 21st. Damn near stills our wedding day. <laughs> So we decide, okay, well, we'll just have our baby and then we'll wait a whole year. It has to be June 24th. And so we did. So we waited a year to get married, which was so awesome because our little baby boy, Lucius, was actually at our wedding. He was the pallbearer. Um, He brought our rings tied around a little dinosaur. I think he's the ring bearer. Um, The ring bearer. What did I say? A pallbearer. Oh, God, I always do that. (laughs) Sorry, that's a different event. Um, The ring bearer, and it makes sense. Anyways, he brought the rings tied on a little dinosaur, and now he's almost two, and he's about to have a dinosaur-themed birthday party. That was what he picked. Um, So, anyways, it was amazing. So, hey, by the way, there's no, like, right way to have a relationship or do your order. I mean, we waited forever to get married, and then had a baby first and then whatever right just just be happy be in adventures together uh is really a big part of the we love connection mission and so so on the wedding night is really i think when we love connection um came into full vision would you agree yes that evening yeah like yeah. actually the night of our wedding yes right? definitely <laughs> So we had a gorgeous wedding in Charleston, South Carolina, intimate um, Spanish moss hanging from the old oak trees. The ocean breeze blowing very much like the breeze this evening. Yes, very much like the breeze, but it's a little chillier right now because it's spring. (laughs) And it's darker. Um, But it was gorgeous. It was a perfect wedding. And that night we went back to this swanky, lovely hotel room that we had. And you know what you're supposed to do on wedding nights, which of course... Yes, we did. But before that, oh my gosh, something unexpected happened. We ended up in like, I don't know, a time, 
I was lost of time. Yeah. I, I don't know. Three hour, what felt like, I think a three hour conversation. There's music in the background. They had this um, sipping sherry that they like put on the bed. Sipping sherry. Like I've never sipped sherry before, I don't think. <laughs> um, that was interesting. And it was lovely, perfect. And we had this conversation about what was going to change in our world. What was going to change because, okay, now we're married. Like, we've waited 16 years, so clearly we've been living like a married couple, in business together, in love, already have a baby, own, own multiple homes together. Like, all of, we've done married life things. So what's going to be different now? And we started to have that conversation. But, and I think it was it was odd like I didn't know that conversation was going to happen but in retrospect it was the perfect time for it because we were so joyful and we were just like riding that wave of love of the wedding day and we wanted to be really intentional and we wanted to dream really big and that's what we started doing we were just dreaming out loud with no limitation like big bold dreams that I don't think either one of us has and we talk a lot. We have great conversations on a pretty regular basis. But like I I admitted dreams that night that I wasn't even sure I knew I had. Like yeah. things just started coming to the forefront. It was an incredible conversation. And out of that conversation, we realized that our marriage would become an adventure. It would become this big adventure in personal growth and and joy and love and how much can we do that we want to do how much of our dreams can we like fill up and become Mm -hmm. and so it became really powerful our vows became not just I vow to love you forever and always and you and only you but it became like I vow to make our dreams come true together right and then part of that became we love connection we already knew that we were launching something knew uh but we and we knew the word connection the word connection had been rooted in it for a while quite a while but it just came into vision we went it's a journey it's us writing our love story and inviting other couples to to dream out loud and often and authentically with each other and be co-creators together to dream that's the first part and then to co-create and like that that's what our marriage is that's what our vows became to each other and it's been um really awesome there has been a shift this kind of came up i'm really glad because in the past all these 16 years as we wait to get married um i had heard many couples say something changes when you get married and they always said it like like a bad thing but they would never really like articulate what it was well and maybe it's different for everyone I think it you is. Know, I think it's it circumstantial. Is. But I was really glad. It it kind of felt dark and looming when mm-hmm. people would say it and kind of almost rude. Like, thanks. I'm like gonna get married, and you're making <laughs> it sound bad. Like, but I'm glad it came up because I think that's what preframed us or prompted us to have a conversation of being so intentional about what will our marriage be, not just what are the things I promise I will and won't like do. But what do we want it to be? What's the story that we're writing together? And so that's really where you come into our story. If you're listening to our podcast, then we 
consider you a part of the We Love Connection community and we invite you to come into it deeper. So what we're launching with, we're about to launch on May 1st. And it's, yeah, it's been a while coming. It's been a big creation process for us. And so what we really want to create for couples are experiences that are entertaining, but like empowering and transforming and I want to speak to what we do for a second because this product is it's almost hard to explain because we've told you guys that we're ballroom dance teachers I'm also a yoga teacher Um, we produce and write shows we're performers we have this eclectic a weird skill set that comes together and then the value and strength and experience of our own relationship mm-hmm. and how we teach couples and like the so it's all of these weird things coming together and we've like figured out this weird way to package that up and give you the best of experience and entertainment and what we've learned over the past almost 17 years now of our relationship and co-creations together and so the first thing that we're launching with coming up on may 1st is date night experience volume one it's so cool it's so exciting and i'm gonna tell you more about it next time because i've already talked your ears off today (laughs) so co-creation was the main takeaway in case you didn't get that i want you to get the thing that you can take and put into your relationship i would invite you to just like look at your relationship and go how are we co-creative how what are we co-creating together and don't say nothing because it's not true like a lot of people don't identify as creative right Right. a lot of people do if you're an artist a writer a musician then yeah you're like yeah i'm so i'm so creative yeah but But a lot of people don't with uh, often a lot of the tourists that come into uh eureka springs when we work with them uh, for dance lessons I will hear at least one of them say, oh, well, I'm, I'm not really the creative type. That's more her or uh, he's the creative one, you know, and it's, it's just not true. I mean, if you if you are in your life right now, you helped create everything that is in your life. And so I, I definitely call you bluff if you uh, if you don't identify as uh, being creative. I advise you to dig deeper then. I agree because you you are creative. You've created everything that's in your life right now. You might have done it unintentionally or it might feel like things are just happening. Um, But when we become really intentional about what we're creating, it becomes really powerful but also like really fun. Like Mm -hmm. it's really fun when you take control in that way. And so that's kind of what we've done in our relationship. Um, Not done. It's not done. It's an ongoing process. It's a way we're deciding to be in our relationship. One is a way we identified ever since high school. And it took us, you know, it took us a, a good chunk of time to uh, to really figure out that that was part of our identity. We thought maybe it was just a hobby or just a, a passion. But as we grew together, it, it helped us really identify as a couple. So what I'll leave you with is if there's something, if there's a co-creative um, element in your relationship that's obvious, like we have this... We have the joy of being entrepreneurs together and artists together, I guess I'll say. Like we had some feedback, some couples were going, oh, what's our shared um, passion? And they said outdoors and hiking and things like that. Like that's awesome. I know couples who, where their shared passion is music. And like, mm-hmm. so that's great if you have one of those and I want you to look into it and and dream bigger and go and, and nurture it and indulge in that co-creative thing that you have 
with your lovebird. And if you don't, if you're going like, oh no, we don't have one. We're broken. You're not broken. You're not broken. You're fine. Like that's okay. Then how exciting because you get to find and create one together. And that's actually where we can help out because we have a really cool, fun, exciting, and entertaining way to deliver co-creation into your relationship and you're gonna love it and even if you consider yourselves uh, a rock solid couple we, we've got a lot of feedback of of couples saying oh well we're, we're actually good we really enjoy each other's company we try to spend you know uh, three to five date nights per month together and I think that's really incredible so this is just something fun that you guys can do in your already rock solid relationship right it's something that you haven't done yet and we're so excited to share it with you but we've talked your ears off so we're gonna do it next time so I hope that the wind has not been disruptive um, <laughs> I hope that we've left you with thoughts of joy and interest around co-creation in your life think about it take it away after this podcast and thank you so much for listening check us out on our Facebook page check us out on the Instagram and thanks so much subscribe to the podcast we appreciate you yes thank you I'm Emily Uliberry. this is my fantastic husband Raymond and we love connection. Like everything about you.